The Marketer's Mindset, Episode 23 with Brian Burkhardt. Hey everybody, welcome back to an episode of The Marketer's Mindset. I'm very excited today. I have a guest on here that uh, I think is going to be great for the podcast and what we talk about for mindset. Uh, this gentleman here is a realtor. I know we talk more about online marketing and everything, but if you look at it, online marketing is just a vehicle that you can use. Um, all this stuff relates, whether it's online or you get a brick-and-mortar business. But again, our show is more on the mindset. And I don't care what type of business you're running, mindset is a big key to any success you're going to have. So this gentleman here is a realtor with the Thorstad team. He's an associate broker with the Realty One Group of Arizona. And Trulia.com states that this gentleman here and his team has 100% positive reviews. And they have 83 reviews on there, and they're all five stars. So obviously this company is doing something fantastic to have that many reviews and all five stars. That's very impressive. Uh, his specialties, he's an associate broker. He's also has accreditations with accredited buyer representative. He has his certified distressed property expert licensing and certification. He's also a certified negotiation expert. And also I've never heard of this, which I was pretty impressed, a senior real estate specialist. And in 2015, in Phoenix, we have a magazine where they do the best of the valley. And my guest here was in the top 12 of winners being released for five-star professionals in the real estate industry, which is very impressive. And one thing that I really liked when I was looking into this also is that his business philosophy is I create long-term business relationships with clients, customers, and colleagues through exceptional service, high ethical standards, and true professionalism. I want to be known as a real estate advisor for life. And he also and his team has a guarantee, your home sold in under 31 days, guaranteed, or you save up to $1,000. Very impressive. My guest today is very impressive, and also one of the things I like about it, too, is I'm able to call him a friend, Mr. Justin Thorstad. How are you, bud? Good, man. Thanks for the introduction. That was, uh, wow, that made me feel better about myself. No. <laughs> hey, you're, it's it's all true, man. It's documented. It's on the Internet. It's got to be real. Yeah, right. Well, and actually, um, that uh, 2015 Best of the Valley uh, was actually voted for 2016 as well. So that, I guess, didn't make its way online yet, but uh, two years running. So Fantastic. you got to be proud of it. That's awesome. And, you know, we talked about a little bit before the show, we had a nice uh, lunch with your daughter and stuff, which was very nice. And uh, we talked about that with the real estate and, and talking some of the figures about, you know, you said probably an average real estate agent sells about six homes a year. And what are you up to this year, you and your team, that you've sold? Yeah, so uh, National Association of Realtors actually say that the average agent sells six or fewer houses a year. Um, this year, we did uh, we closed out uh, 111 transactions. Wow, that's impressive, so. bud. And how is the market now? Is it 
upswing or were we, we still kind of struggling after the economy and everything or? You know, the, the market's very localized. So our market over here in the, the west side is going to be different than it is over on the east side in Scottsdale and so forth. So I can speak mostly to the market that I work in on the west side and, uh, in large is still doing really well. Still a seller's market. Uh, we're still seeing multiple offers in a lot of situations on properties that are priced well. Uh, you know, what they're asking compared to what they're offering the market. So, right. um, you know, things have just been great for us and the team over here. Uh, the market certainly helps in how many transactions we have. But at the end of the day, it comes down to skill set, mindset, and hustle. Exactly. And that's why I wanted to have you on here because we've known each other. I'm thinking, I was trying to think back, what, five, six years now through a mutual friend? Yeah, at least. And uh, unfortunately, we don't get to get together as often as we like. And uh, I remember when I first met you. Uh, we hit it off, kind of the same mindset, the, uh, you know, personal development you believed in, which I believe in and so forth. And we talked about it. I had a real estate background too, which I did for a while. I really enjoyed it, but due to some personal issues, I, I eventually got out of it, which looking back, if I would have maybe followed some of the paths and stuff you talked about and had a mentor and, and so forth, things could have been a little different, but I always liked real estate. I liked interacting with the people. I liked going out there and, and like what you said, more of an advisor, not just out there to sell you a home, goodbye, thanks for the commission, but to really go out there. I mean, this is a big purchase that people are going to make. It's huge in their life. And to go out there and really advise them what to do, what not, knowing the economy with you being in it, like you just gave an example here, being on the west side's different than the east side. So you need to know those things. Um, so all those skill sets and stuff you have are very important and stuff, but what I come back to and which I want to invite you on to the show here is your mindset. I, I've very, been very impressed when I first met you. I was like, man, this guy's an action taker. And that's one of the things I always talk about. And, and you know, too, the biggest thing is you can have the best plan. You could have a strategy someone could lay out for you. But if you don't have that belief in yourself or, uh, you know, can I do this or anything or someone there to hold you accountable, like we talked about earlier, you know, you're not going to get the results that you want. So let's kind of go back a little bit. I want to kind of give these people a, a little idea. Before you got into real estate, talk a little bit about what you did. And then let's kind of talk about maybe how that prepared you for real estate or maybe someone that you met or a lesson, something that you took from a previous job that kind of helped you set up into the growth. Because right now, like I said, I'm very impressed with you've been in real estate for what, 14 years or so, we said roughly. Yeah, going on yeah. 14 years. Yeah. And just two years ago, you were telling me you were solo with an assistant, what, one or two to help you kind of close deals and, and take phone calls. But now you got a team of 20. You moved into a brand new, beautiful office here on the West Side. And, you know, you talked about a goal of hiring another 40 agents in 2017 and expanding to two more satellite offices, which to me in two years, buddy, that, that's impressive, man. I mean, you've got to have a strong mindset to believe and put yourself out there to say, hey, everybody's saying the economy's bad, but yet, no, we look at Justin says, no, I'm not going to listen to what they say. My mindset says, this is what I want to do. These are my goals, and I'm going to go out and do it. So let's just go a little bit, your history, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, that sounds good, Brian. Um, you know, I, I love this topic so much. Something you said, it's, it's the mindset of, um, you know, if it is to be, it's up to me. And things get done because I say so. So um, going back a little bit, um, gosh, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's up to you, man. I got all day, but you're a busy guy. Um, 
So um, I actually got into real estate sales because I wanted to learn how to invest in real estate. Uh, knew nothing about real estate at all. Didn't even know what a mortgage was. And I just knew absolutely zero. Very green. Very, very <laughs> green. And um, uh, someone had uh, – I was in a, a multi-level marketing thing when I was 18, and some guy gave me a book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And I read that book, and it just resonated with me like, yeah, I'm tired of – earning my money by trading my time. Because in my opinion, I was never going to make the kind of money I wanted to make to live the life I wanted to live if I was going to trade my time. Because no one was going to pay me per hour what I would need to make. So the book really spoke to me. Um, and I just had this urge to go out and build something, build something really big. Uh, it took me 14 years. You know, I'm kind of one of those slow learners, I guess you would say. But, um, you know, I, like, I was telling you at lunch, something I, I, I noticed, my business coach brought this to my attention, is the first, gosh, um, well, almost 10 years in real estate, I didn't make that much money. You know, I was, I was looking at my tax returns to kind of go through, and um, yeah, I'll back up a little bit. Every December, I make a vision board for the year coming. Okay. And I've kept all those vision boards. So I started one in 2008, and I put a picture of a $100,000 bill on the vision board because I said I want to make $100,000. I had never made $100,000. I was 27 at the time. And um, 2009 came around. I didn't make $100,000. I only made seventy. And uh, But I held firm that I could do it. I believed in myself. Uh, obviously I had a bunch of stuff on my vision board, but the next year and the three years after that, so a total of four years, I went from 70,000 the year before that to the next four years combined making over a million dollars. Wow. In four years? In four years. Not including real estate investments. That's just from real estate sales. So that's just your company business, nothing personal or other side things you're doing, just through Foresight Real Estate. Yeah, that's that's just me. Wow. So going from 70000 a year to a million in four years, uh, what changed? Right. And I kind of had to look back at what changed. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, well, hold on a second. I got to review this. What worked and what didn't work? And... Um, I, I think the number one thing was holding the vision and having a very clear intention of what is it that I want to create and what is it that I want to manifest in my life. Right. And then a, just a burning desire that I'm going to make this happen. So where did you get that belief in yourself? Did you, were you brought up kind of, you know, like, Parent-wise, was it something you learned by reading? Did you have a mentor along the way? Because a lot of people, like we said, get into real estate, six sales, that's nothing. And here's a, here's a guy like you, you know, saying, hey, I've been into this 14 years. But, you know, you always hear those uh, overnight success stories. And most of the people will tell you, yeah, I'm a 29-year, 29, 29 30-year overnight success story. Because it doesn't happen overnight. You know, those flukes, it's it's the hours that you put in that nobody looks at and says, wow, Justin's lucky. How did he get a bit? No, no, they didn't look at the, all the years and the preparation and the, the study you do on your own and all that stuff to prepare you for it. So what, how did you develop that belief? Was it something that you learned over time by reading or mentors or, or what? 
<laughs> yeah, a little bit of uh, all the above. So my upbringing was um, uh, youngest of three boys, uh, only one to graduate high school. Wow. Um, and I, I went to college for a short amount of time, realized I was a lousy student. I didn't like uh, the traditional education model and uh, – you know, just, uh, academia was not, uh, was not my forte. You know, I, I wanted you. to actually go out and put my hands on something and trial and error, make mistakes and, and just go. So, um, after reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, I took the Rich Dad Advisors training program with like real estate investing. I went to a lot of free seminars because I didn't have any money. So I had to look for the free alternatives. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And, um, same thing with personal development, you know, uh, just buying a book here and there that people would recommend, or if I heard the title of a book and I kept hearing it from different people, I'd go check it out. You know? Okay. Yeah. And then, um, let's see, October of 2014, I got introduced to this personal development company and, uh, went to their program, then their advanced programs. And, uh, I think that was a very pivotal time for me. Um, I just, for me, it really helped put in perspective that everything that was holding me back was my own self-imposed limitations, my own limiting thoughts about what was possible for me. Because I was brought up in a in a home where, you know, my mom was out of scarcity mentality. You know, right. she lived paycheck to paycheck, um, and she didn't have a savings account. You know, <laughs> she had a ton of credit card debt. Right. You know, oh man. It was the instant gratification, and what I realized is I learned a lot of those money habits from her, and those things you learn as a child are a little difficult to break. You know, those are your paradigms. Oh, they're ingrained in you. That's that's the tough part. That's why the mindset switching from that is so important. Yeah. You know? oh, and they fight for their existence. Those programs, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they really do. Right. It's, it's a battle, you know. And uh, the thing I like so much about your podcast is the mindset because. I think what you have to learn over time is that how do you quiet those limiting beliefs, those paradigms, and create new ones with bigger, better evidence of your own self-worth and make those voices louder? Because you're never going to get rid of those paradigms. They're never going to go away. But how do you quiet them and create a new, bigger, better, louder voice of what's possible for you? And I think it comes with just increasing your self-estimate or your self-esteem. And the best way to do that, obviously, is creating new evidence for you to believe in about yourself, i.e. creating results. Right. So yours, a lot of it was you did the self-development, which is great because that's what I did. And and that's where so many people get caught up. They get out of school, whether it's high school, college, or whatever. And a lot of people get out of that learning mode. Um, one of the things is when I was growing up, I didn't like to read. It's funny. Now I got tons of books. My fiance is like, you need to get rid of some of these, man. We don't have room for this. But I love reading now, but I don't read for the pleasure of a, a novel and stuff. For me, I just love soaking up a biography. Or like you said, someone recommends a good book I'll hear on a podcast or you tell me something. You're, I'm like you, bud. I'm at the barnesandnoble.com or whatever. Is it here locally or do I got to order it? Because I'll go read some reviews on it. And if someone's mentioned it over and over, obviously there's some impact it's probably making on people. So it's something that I should look into. So that's great. But I think one of the keys, like what you're talking about, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure it's part of it, but I want to hear more from you on it. But 
you, you, it sounds like you take these ideas and you take action. You said you were going to personal development because it was free at the time. You did what you had to do because you didn't have the, the financial means. Now, luckily, you've been able to do that. But the only reason you got those financial means is because you took action on what you learned from the free stuff and from what you were reading. So with those actions, from what I've seen, you know, like I said, we talked a few years ago when it was just you and you hired somebody and I was like proud of you because I read a great book. Um, I'm trying to think of the, uh, Michael Gerber, which he has the book where he talks about working on your business instead of in your business. He has what's called the E-Myth. Oh, yeah. Have you read that book? Fantastic. Yes. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Systems and everything, which we talked about at lunch that you're implementing in, in your business and stuff. So to me, that stuff is so important, but you need to take the action to help you expand that paradigm because you took action, got some results and it's like, Oh, I think I can do a little bit more. And you were able to get out of it instead of just reading, sitting back, listening to that chatter on there. Does that, that sound about right? Or what, what else did you implement to help you get that mindset to, to quiet the chatter and raise the, like you said, the, the more positive, I can do it type of uh, mindset. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, Basically, the, the framework, what you just explained is, is kind of the process I went through. So something I learned is that everything around us, including ourselves, is either in a constant state of growth or decay. I mean, this desk in front of us, if you look at it, it's just a mass of molecules, and it's in a state of decay. So we get to decide what state we're in, state of growth or state of decay. So the way I looked at it was I constantly have to feed my brain new information. So that's a way to uh, increase that voice of self-confidence, self-esteem, and just go out there and do it versus not reading anything. And, you know, they say you're, you're, if you take the, the five people that you hang around with the most, you're the sum total of them, right? Right. Uh-huh. I've heard that plenty of times. You're a product of your environment. But the beautiful thing is yes. you get to choose your environment. So uh, I always plugged into books. And... The, the thing that helped me was I used fear of what my future could be like as a motivator. So let me explain that a little bit. Uh, you know, when I'm 65, I want to be pulling in over 100000 a month passive income. Okay. So I'm not trading my time. I'm not out there having to create that income that's already created. 100000 a month coming in. So... To not have that and sit back at, let's say, age 65 and be living on Social Security and relying on my kids for support, like that scares me. That scares me real bad. So the fear of of being in that position, in that space, depending upon others, was far greater than the fear of people telling me no. Like to go out there and ask for what I want and people to shut me down, I'd rather go deal with that than a life full of regret. You know, I don't, I don't want to be sitting on my deathbed thinking, man, what if I just would have asked, hey, seller, I want to buy your property. Would you carry the note? And what if they would have said yes? But I'll never know because I never asked the question. Like to hold on to that and to be in that space just scares the death out of me. Now, I'm not saying I'm fearless. 
right? <laughs> no you one know? is, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a fallacy. I think you could be courageous, which is act yeah. in the face of fear. And so, you know, I just look at that. And I, and I also look at, okay, if you take in your hand and you take the potential of um, not making things happen and the bank taking your house away, the bank coming and getting your car, not being able to put food on the table for your kids. Like the fear of all that versus the fear of going out there and just opening your mouth and asking for what you want. I mean, it's easy to tip the scales. Yeah. That's what you said there is so powerful. I mean, I hope people listening to this really, I mean, so many people get held back and, you know, by fear. Fear is a, 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 such a bad word for people. Oh, I'm afraid to do this. And we told little stories, uh, um, I think you should share what you were going to do and I'll share one of the things that I learned on fear, um, on their little stories that I think it is good. It shows an example, but I like what you said about fear because people use it to hold themselves back, but you are taking fear and turning it into a positive, which most people don't do and that it, they want to shy away from it instead of dealing with it and say, Hey, there's a reality. I could get to retirement and lose a home, not provide for my family. Those fears outweigh the fear of simply asking somebody. You're no worse off if the person says no because you didn't have it in the first place. But by putting yourself out there, wow, there could be a whole opportunity or or maybe no, not now, maybe it comes later, whatever. So, I mean, I hope people really listen to that because so many people want to shun fear. I think you need to look at fear like you're looking at it, Justin, and say, hey, there is fear, but there is a more powerful fear that I am moving away from. And the other little fears, they're nothing compared to that. So it's actually using that as a motivator for you to make you take action instead of holding you back like most people are held back from fear. So I think that's that's super powerful what you touched on. I mean, people have to really look at it that way because that's going to help someone take action, which we both know is so important in doing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, something I'm, I'm working on learning, because again, I'm always in a state of growth, is, um, some patience. Hmm. I hear you on that one. <laughs> you know, I, I think I'm one of the most impatient, uh, people that I know. When I want something, when do I want it? Like 10 seconds ago. You know? And so, um, what I mean by patience is this. So, now, I, I'm not patient in my hustle. You know what I mean? I, I, I set a goal. I set a, a, a target, an aim, and I go for it. But I have patience in knowing that it may take a little bit of time. That doesn't mean that I sit back and, and wait for things to fall on my lap. I mean, I still go for it. Every day I've got to be working towards my goal. But I'll give you an example about patience. And, and again, I think the best teacher is uh, actual experience. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Oh, yeah. So, um, 2010, I wanted to buy my first multifamily piece of real estate investment property. And we were talking about this at lunch about kids and, and enabling them. So, I think one of the coolest things about my story is uh, how I started. So, I had no money to buy a piece of property. I didn't have a down payment. 
I didn't have the credit to go to a bank and say, okay, I want to buy this piece of property. Here's my 25% down payment, and I got 800 credit score. That didn't exist, man. <laughs> you know? What? <laughs> yeah. You? I thought you were perfect, man. Yeah, right? Well, again, I didn't start having success till you know, geez, uh, 2011. So just after that, actually. So um, I think one of the coolest things is when you have no resources, per se, it forces you to get creative and become resourceful to create something, to make it happen. So I'll give you an example. So 2010, I wanted to buy um, uh, a multifamily piece of real estate. I sent out some letters. I didn't go into the MLS database system. I just sent out some letters to people that owned properties free and clear. And some guy called me and said, hey, uh, I own this duplex here, and I want to sell it because I'm just tired of being a landlord. I just retired from the post office. I got my pension, and, and I'm set. I just want to cash out. Fantastic. So, hey, you like that cash flow you're getting, but you just don't like being a landlord? Oh, yeah, that'd be really nice to still have that cash flow from the property and not have to worry about the headaches. I said, oh, great, okay. Well, let me ask you a question. What are you going to do with the cash when you sell this property? I'm going to remodel a bathroom and then just uh, put the rest of it in the bank. That's fantastic. I tell you what, I got an idea to help you accomplish what you want. You want a new bathroom? How much is that going to cost you? Oh, about ten grand. Okay, fantastic. And you like the cash flow, right? Right. Okay. So what if I could help you create that cash flow every month and get you that $10,000 by selling your property? Well, that would be, be wonderful. Okay, great. So why don't you carry the note on the property? I'll make payments to you so you still get monthly income, and I'll give you a little down payment. Okay, well, I didn't have ten grand. So the guy said yes to the situation, but now I need to come up with ten grand, right? Cool. I partnered with somebody that had ten grand. So I bought the duplex with no money out of my own pocket. Wow. That's great, yeah. man. So, but why stop there? You know, so. No. Yeah. There's no way, man. You can retire one duplex. Yeah, right? Like, what finish line? <laughs> Keep going. So, I mailed out some more letters and uh, found this fourplex opportunity. Same thing. Lady bought it because her husband passed away, unfortunately. She got the uh, life insurance money, bought this fourplex, thought she was going to turn around and she could use the, the monthly cash flow to live off of. Didn't quite work out that way. I ended up buying it from her. Uh, paid a little bit over market value for it just to have the opportunity for the seller financing. So I paid a premium there. Put $7,000 down. So I bought the duplex and the fourplex combined $17,000. And what did you have kind of as a, an equity then in that? What was it, what was it valued at? At that time, I paid market value for it. I didn't even buy those at a steep discount. I didn't steal those. Okay. You know, it wasn't one of those stories where I picked it up for pennies on dollars. Uh, I bought right. it for market value. Now that was, but still, the value of it was what X amount? How much? Oh. And you invested what seventeen? Yeah. So the, the duplex was worth like forty-five grand, and the fourplex was worth about a hundred, and I paid one hundred and ten. Wow. You know, so one hundred fifty-five thousand real estate. So that was two thousand ten, and here we are now, December two thousand sixteen. So I'm bringing up the story because what I'm working on right now is if I sold both those properties, paid commissions, closing costs, all that kind of stuff, I'm going to net in my pocket $190,000. Wow, fantastic. So 17,000. So that's five, five years? Five years. Wow. So 17,000 that didn't come out of my pocket right. is now 190,000. So here's where it really gets cool though. So 
I'm going to do a 1031 tax exchange, basically not pay any tax on the capital gains. I'm going to roll that 190000 into a property that's 12 units or more. Wow. So I got my eye on this property. It's 1.5 million, 18 units. So if you think about it, that $17,000 now, five years later, is buying an 18-unit, $1.5 million property. Got to love leverage, bud. Right? But here's the deal. You're like, It was the mindset of I've got to go out there. I've got to put myself out there. I've got to ask the question again because I use the fear to motivate me. Like I can't afford not to do this. Exactly. And that's why I'm saying it was so powerful what you said because you used – looking at fear as a motivator to take action. So I'm sure every time you look at something and you, you know, you want to doubt yourself or should I do it? That pops in your head and says, Hey, my kid's future, my future, things that I'm looking at. And look at the, what you got just by taking that action on it. I mean, that's, that's huge doing that. Now tell the, the story that you talked about at lunch, what your mentor said, because you were talking about, remember the little thing about Starbucks? Put yourself out there, basically, you know, people are afraid to look stupid or to, or to do something, you know, and he, he had you do something that, just, just tell the story. I mean, it, it kind of gives a point where it goes with perfect with mindset where like, you know, we think about, especially what you were talking about. I'm more kind of like you. I want it done yesterday or the week before, you know, and you're thinking, okay, he told you to do something and you're probably thinking in your mind, okay, I can do this. 10 days, you know, two weeks or whatever. What did he say? What was the mind shift that kind of like, wow, he that he gave to you on that? Yeah, so um, the challenge was uh, I came up with four goals in different areas of my life. And the challenge was for the next 10 days, go tell 10 people what your four goals are. So I'm like, that means I got to talk to 100 people. And I'm kind of an introvert. Like I, you know, I'm not going to go and talk to strangers. Hey, you want to hear what my goals are? You know, yeah. <laughs> that's weird to me. So, so, you know, you could just get all those 10 people done and over with in one fell swoop. Oh, okay. You've got my interest. How do I do that? Okay. So I want you to go walk into a Starbucks, get a cup of coffee and just go. Oh, geez, that is that is not up my alley, right? <laughs> and oh, by the way, just to ensure you actually get it done, I want you to record it. Like take a take a wow. <laughs> take a video, you know. And uh, and so I did. And you know, the fear that overcame the you know where you kind of get hot and nervous and just scared, you know. Right. But then at the end of it, guess what you just created? More evidence. Yeah. So what happens to your self estimate? Goes up or down? It goes up. Right. So that's what it's about. It's a, it's like those small daily wins with patience. Over time, when you look back, it's like, oh my gosh, look how far I've come. Right. And like, you know, you, what you're talking about when you said not having the patience, and I understand what you're talking about for long term, because it's true. It's, it's a marathon. You're not here to, you know, next week I'm going to build, you know, multi millions and retire. So this is a, a long term goal. So you need to be stay committed to it day in and day out. Um, how do you, how do you keep that focus, um, to continue to, you know, you got these lofty goals, which are awesome. And this is one thing that I, I want to congratulate you on too, because I think so many people, and you know it too, they underestimate what they can do and they set these goals that they pretty much can reach. And it's like, Oh, I reached the goal. It feels good. 
check it off the list. You know, when you get your list, even if it's a little honeydew list or something at home, clean the bathroom, wash the car, whatever it may be, checking those things off feels good. Like you're getting stuff done, but you're talking about big lofty goals here. So, I mean, one, you talked about the fear. So I, I know how you're starting to overcome the fear of actually going after those and stuff. But, but what is your, but take me through. Um, a day with you, like in the morning, do you have morning rituals that you do or evening rituals or maybe both that help prepare you for the day to keep you on track, to keep you focused and to, to keep that, that negative chatter down and that high chatter, positive motivation up? Oh yeah, for sure. So uh, I'll kind of walk you through a day in life of Justin. Um, so first and foremost, I consider myself a little ADD. <laughs> no. 80s? ADD. ADHD. Oh, you know? ADD. I no, gotcha, gotcha. I, I don't think I am, but I, I feel that way. Like I get pulled in so many different directions all at the same time. And especially with my position, what I do, you know, I'm, I'm a coach to 18 other people. So, wow. you know, especially when they're all in here in the office, it's like, it's, it's a challenge to get things done. So a couple of things that I do, first and foremost, is I, I plan my success. So uh, there's certain activities I got to get done in any given day, and it's in my Google Calendar. So what I do is the night before, I kind of go through my schedule, and I decide how am I going to be with my to-do list. You know what I mean? So, like everyone, most everybody has a to-do list. Like, if I get these things done today, then I won, right? Right. Cool. But how are you going to be while you're doing those things? You know, the, the, the slogan goes, be, do, have. How are you going to be in order for you to do the things you need to do to have what you want to have? So, I, I, I check in with that ahead of time. And I commit to what am I going to get done tomorrow, the night before, and then in the morning, what I do is I, I get up, and that's usually before anybody else in the house. And if I go do my exercising, you know, I, I, I strive for at least three days a week, uh, preferably more. But I'll go exercise, and then I'll come home. Everyone's still sleeping, which is great. So I go. Wow, what time are you getting up then? 5 a.m. Wow, yeah. okay, good. Yeah. So look at 5, have a quick cup of coffee, get on my exercise clothes, and I go in the garage or I go for a run or whatever the case is. And uh, I don't exercise forever, you know, 30 minutes. You know? Perfect, yeah. Yeah, I just get the blood flowing and I feel good. Then I come back in and I'll go into my office or the living room or wherever, somewhere where it's quiet. I'm not going to be interrupted. And I do 10 minutes of either meditation or workshop or kind of screen of the mind. So I love my workshop. I mean, that's that's my sanctuary. I go in okay. there and I know what it looks like in there. I know how it feels. And I bring in people. So I bring in, like, I'm thinking of a name for my real estate brokerage, right? And I'm having a hard right, time. Right, yeah, you're talking about that. So, you know, I'm bringing uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. And if I got something else where I'm working on mindset, I'll bring in Bob Proctor, Tony Robbins. You know, I think we should all have mentors and coaches. Who's your mentor? Right. You know, you don't have to see them face-to-face. You can still talk with them, right? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I'll have a conversation with these people. Thomas Edison used it. Worked for him. Oh yeah. So, dude, I gotta connect with your group, man. You, you're hanging around the top five percenters, I man. Do, man, every day. You know what I mean? It's it's a goal. Ten minutes a day. Yeah. Now, did you learn this? Uh, I think this is one of the things that was talked about in uh, Think and Grow Rich, wasn't it? Napoleon Hill talked about having that that um, 
like you said, that workshop or something you go in and you, you pull in the people that were influential and, and different things. And, and it, it's powerful, man. People don't realize. I mean, and that's one of the problems. People will read a book or just start a book, never finish it, but they don't apply those things. And that's what I want to constantly acknowledge you on because you, you take action on it and you're seeing the fruits of these things. I mean, it's, it works, but you gotta, put in the work and the effort. You can't just read it and collect all this knowledge and walk around smart, yelling off quotes to everybody and all this philosophy, but yet, you know, you're, you're sitting on the couch every day eating Cheetos or something. You, know? yeah. you got to get results and you're getting those. So I'm sorry, go ahead with the rest of, the, no, th- rest of your day. That's perfect, man, because I'll tell you um, what you just explained there. The person that had all the knowledge but did nothing, that was me for many years, man. I've been there too, but I mean, I'm 50 years old and I'm still working to build my business and stuff like that, but I've had myself held back. And one of the things was fear doing this podcast. I thought about it. I I thought about with the marketing and stuff. And and one of the things that's lacking is everybody teaches you how to do it, how to do this, buy my program, here's my system, push button, whatever it may be. And there's a lot of good stuff out there. But like we talked about at the beginning, if you don't believe in yourself or have that right mindset, I don't care how good that system is or how many millions it can make you reach your goal, you're not going to get there because that's the starting point. And if you can't even, you know, get out of the gate, <laughs> there's nothing there, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the action is critical. So, um, so in the morning after the cup of coffee, the exercise, the screen of the mind, uh, I'll then open up my calendar again to remind myself of what I'm doing that day. Again, because I'm, I'm so scattered usually that, Focus is really important. And the more I come back to what's my chief aim, the easier it is to stay on track. You know, so as soon as I get to the office, I look at my vision board. I look at my goals just to remind me, what am I after today? Because I think you'll agree, Ryan, and and anybody else listening to this, is that you you can get excited and motivated about something, what you're going after, a dream, or whatever the case is. And man, it's so easy for something to just knock you off track. Oh yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? You get an argument with somebody or, mm-hmm. you know, you're walking out the door and your honey says something and it pisses you <laughs> off and, you know, it just derails you or right. you, know, you spill coffee on your shirt or whatever. You know, it's so easy for things to just derail you. So that constant focus of what am I after? What am I after? And, um, I mean, depending on my day, day by day, it looks a little different from the next, but, um, more important than the actions I take through the day of like the mechanics of how to, it's going back to the focus of the, why am I doing this? What's, what's the end result? Just that constant reminder of what I'm going after. So my vision board is huge for me. And all I gotta do is look at it. A picture says a thousand words. You know what I mean? So I'm always looking for ways and, and opportunities to be more efficient and more effective with what is it that I do during the day. So without having that consistent message back to me from my vision board and looking at my goals several times a day, uh, it keeps me focused. Right. And let's face it. So (laughs) one of the activities that I do on some days is lead generating. Like I'm not really in the business of selling real estate anymore. I'm in the business of hiring agents. Okay. Right. Okay. So that's how I'm building my business is, is by agents. So... I don't like getting on the call on the phone and making cold calls. It's not comfortable. Exactly. I've done it, man. It's, it's tough. Yeah. So <laughs> one of the things I do is I look at my vision board 
you know, it's right next to my desk. Oh, shit, 500K this year. Oh, okay. You know, I have a picture of Gary Vaynerchuk right there. And there one he of, is. One of his sayings, and pardon me for cussing on the show, but it says, stop doing shit you hate. I hate cold right. calling. You know what I mean? So I got to put in a little bit of work first to get my business to a certain point, and I'll have a recruiter. So let me go to work now. Let me hustle now. Let me do what I got to do now to set myself up to where I don't have to do that anymore. You know, it's just like when I was doing real estate sales, uh, I had to door knock. I had to cold call. I had to do all these things that were uncomfortable at first to build myself, my business up to a certain point to where I literally didn't have to do anything other than answer my phone for inbound sales. Perfect. There's so many agents out there right now where they've got to go out there and create their business on a daily basis or they're out of business. Right. That's not how my business operates anymore. I mean, I make over 100000 just by answering my phone, just from that one source. Wow, that's great. That's all automated, that I don't touch, that I pay no attention to. You systematized it. Like yeah. we talked about, you got that part taken care of. I mean, that's so powerful. And I mean, that's... That's the thing. People are afraid to do those things. And I mean, even, I mean, the experience that you get from it and the growth, like you said, expanding that paradigm. What can I do now? Door knocking. I've done that. I've done the, and, and I listened to a, a gentleman that I'll have to send you a link on it and stuff, but he talked about that is one of his things is he did door to door sales. And they said, if you could do door to door sales, you're set. You could be successful in business. Cause it's one of the hardest things to do. Go cold to somebody's house, knock on their door, interrupt them, get into a dialogue and try and get them to fill out a form, partial sale, make it a point, whatever it may be. I mean, it's a tough gig, but to put yourself out there and do that and to learn that skill, it only helps you. And plus now when you go to hire, you know what to expect from these people. You've done it. You're not there trying to just say, okay, I need you to do this. You, you've experienced it. You know what to go through. You can coach them and you can kind of judge results and stuff like that. So, I mean, that, that stuff's powerful, man, yeah. to go through that. And uh, <laughs> not many people are willing to go through that process. No, that's the thing. Yeah, it's easier to not go through that process and find the next big, shiny, whiz-bang thing that you can go buy, some system that'll promise you all the success when really it's just a bunch of junk. Like nothing replaces good old-fashioned hard work. <laughs> right, yeah. It's just the way it is. You know? It's so true. And that's what we were talking about is that – but you have that mindset, you know? And I don't know, is it, do you think it's that fear that you talked about earlier that keeps that, that drive going? Or, you know, let me, one of the things I talk about, I kind of have like five things that I think are like critical in a mindset. If you want to be successful in real estate, online marketing, whatever you want to do in, in a business or just in life. And uh, one of them is what we're talking about mindset. It's, it all, I think, starts with mindset. It's one of the, the biggest thing. You got to have that growth mindset. I don't know if you read, have you read Carol Dweck's book on mindset? No. If not, I'll, I'll share that with you later on there, but it's, it's great. And she talks about the mindset and a growth mindset where going out and putting yourself out there and failing or not getting the result you want doesn't make you stupid doesn't make you a dummy, doesn't make you anything. It doesn't lower your self-esteem. If you have a growth mindset, it's like, wow, I need to figure out how to do this. And you talked about that earlier. I need to figure out how do I make this transaction work? I don't have the money. I don't come up with this, but you you figure it out. You become resourceful 
on what to do because you put yourself in those situations because you're not afraid if it doesn't work out that, oh, Justin, Justin's not smart or Justin's not good at real estate. No, it has no no reflection on your value or whatever thing. So a growth mindset will allow you to keep doing stuff to say, I just got to learn it. I just got to get better at it and do it over and over. So I'll share that with you. It's a great book. I'm pretty much close to finishing it, but it's it's such a great um, <clears throat> uh, way to, to build that mindset and to, to look at it differently, you know. But start with mindset. The other thing is I, I say you need to have a why. Why are you doing this? It needs to be a big why. You know, like you said, you talked about motivation. What's going to carry you through when you don't feel like doing it? When the holidays are here and it's so easy, especially in real estate, oh, nobody's going to buy a house now. They're worrying about Christmas and all that. And I'm sure there's a plenty of agents that probably took off the whole month or maybe even some of them took off since Thanksgiving, you know, did it. But you're still going. We talked at lunch. You're working all the way up till Friday, maybe even Christmas Eve. I don't know taking maybe that day off or something and then you're back at it Monday, you know? So you're, you're putting yourself out there because you have your big why you got the positive mindset. So you got that going on there. So, I mean, you have those things. And then what you got to do is once you have that big why you got to figure out, okay, how am I going to get that? I got to have some type of systems that are going to go in there. You know, what are they going to be? What you start out after that, my third thing is usually a target. People talk about goals, and like setting New Year's resolutions. And I did a podcast on this where I said why I no longer set New Year's resolutions and why you shouldn't either. Because so many people will go through and they'll, they'll look at the end of the year and it's like, oh, okay, I got a plan for next year. And they'll go, I'm going to lose weight. And then they sign up for a gym membership and they go maybe for the month or two weeks or whatever. And it dies because they don't have that big why. Why are you doing it? Is it to stay? I, I mean, I want to be healthy and live to 100 years. People joke when I say that they laugh at me a hundred years because I'm 50 now. So they're like, I'm like, I'm halfway there, man. I got the rest of my life. And they're like, what? That means you would be a hundred. I go, yeah, what's wrong with that? And they laugh at me and stuff. But seriously, I want to live. I mean, there's so many things I want to do and um, contribute and and things like that, that it's like, it's exciting. You know what I mean? So you got to have those things that are going to drive you. So then you set those targets where goals I don't know, kind of the stigma. So you want to say play on words, but I think words are very powerful. I oh, mean, yeah. people say, oh, that's just a play on words or you're just twisting words. No, they affect you mentally powerfully. So <laughs> with goals, I kind of go for more of a target where it's, this is a long term. My targets are going to adjust. I'm not going to just try and reach a goal. And a perfect thing I said on one of my podcasts is a close friend of the family's, um, went over to his house and helped him set up some stuff on his computer. And at one point he had lost 105 pounds or something. Wow. He's a small guy. Yeah. But got really, really robust and stuff. And, uh, he decided to, to lose weight. So we went on and found some program, did it for a while where they bought meals and things. And then he found out the core of it, stopped buying the meals and just stuck with it. So he had a belt. And he hold that belt up and he did interviews and stuff. He's, he's pretty connected in the valley here with people. So he was on an interview on someone and he was showing the belt and all that stuff. So when I went over there though, it's been a few years later now, he's put 85 pounds back on. So I talked to him and I was like, buddy, what, what happened on it? And he goes, you know what happened? He goes, I set a goal. I achieved that goal and then I was done. So instead of making it a lifestyle that, you know what, it's not a goal I'm trying to reach, but there's a target. So when I set things as a target, I don't set maybe, you know, I want to get to this certain weight. No, I want to be healthy 
and live to a hundred and I want to have stamina. I want to have all these things. So it's, that's a target instead of more of a, a specific weight. Because one thing I may undercut my weight. I may overshoot my weight, but my body's going to know if I eat healthy and I exercise healthy, my body's going to maintain whatever weight it should be. That's going to be healthy for me and stuff. I'm not going to have to worry about a certain number weight, you know, but it's going to be a sustainable thing throughout my life. It's not going to be a goal I reach. When I hit it, it's over with. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So it's one of the things. So that's why I change it from that. So then after you have your target, then I say you got to have a system. Put your systems in. You're a big system guy. You know it. You know the power of it. Something that you do, you just shared with us your your daily rituals, which I think we might be still discussing. I keep interrupting you. (laughs) I apologize, but I could talk to you all day, bud. I mean, I love this stuff here. But um um, have a systems in place to help you get to there. What are you going to do to, to achieve those targets out there? And then at the, um, the last one that I like to talk about is you need to go out there and take massive and perfect action. Or I also heard someone say CIA, which is consistent and perfect action. We are constantly out there doing it. All it doesn't that. have to be perfect. And, and someone said something. I love a simple quote. He goes, it's better done than perfect. Just get it done. Oh, it doesn't dude. have to be perfect. Someone stole that from me. <laughs> that, that's I my slogan. Is yeah, it? No, actually, no, I, I stole that. Um, you ever heard of Mel Robbins? So she did a, she did a TED Talk. I had the opportunity to, uh, to meet with her. And um, uh, she had made a big mistake on a, on a presentation slide that I happened to be on. Long story. But anyways, um, she said done is better than perfect. And I, I heard that. Over a year ago, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to use that. Again, it's that learning information and implementing it. Yes. I want to go back to kind of your your five-step process there. There was so much value in what you just said. So anyone that's listening, like, go back, listen to that again, and write that down. Um, Something specific I want to hit on is, like, what's my process to go through those steps? Mm -hmm. Because we're all a little different. So. Right. What I found for me is you can be in, inspired and take action or take action out of desperation. Right. You know what I mean? Like you can get motivated and go into action that way or you can get into action because you're desperate to create a result. And what works for me, this may not work for everybody else, what I found to get me into the mode of massive action is the desperation. And what I mean by that is using that fear of what could be if I don't move forward, right? right? I went back to that. What would my life look like holding on to that, all that regret? Like, what if I would have just done this? Or what if I would have just asked for that? And that fear is what pushes me through the activities that I don't enjoy doing or they're not fun or they're uncomfortable or they're scary, I mean, hey, I still got fear. I still get scared. We all do. And like we talked about before, if someone says they're not fearful, they're pretty much lying. I mean, I don't think uh, small percentage, maybe no fear. I mean, most of us are fearful, but for sure, you take action. You push through it. So So I I use that desperation of, uh uh-oh, if I don't, here's the consequence to get me through it. And inevitably what happens is I start building momentum. And that momentum, things like fringe benefits just follow this guy. You get a phone call from someone and they have the solution to the problem you're working on. 
or an email comes across your desk and it's exactly what you needed for that piece of the puzzle to get you to the next step. And so when that momentum happens, then I get excited and motivated out of inspiration because guess what? I'm that much closer to my goals and living my dreams. Right. So I kind of use both, but the desperation is like the kickstart, if you will. I say the kick in the yeah, butt, right, man? Yeah, that gets you, know, you going, man. It's like light that fire, baby, because once right. you get in motion, again, things are just going to perpetuate. So are they going to perpetuate to getting you towards your dreams and goals, or is it going to perpetuate to keep you scared? You know what I mean? Like Grant Cardone says, feed the beast. I like Grant, man. Oh, man. It got 10 exit, buddy. Yeah. So yeah, are, you, are you feeding the doubt and the fear, or are you feeding the belief in yourself? Like, you are capable. You are worthy. You can have it. You do deserve it. Right. So let's let's go back. Let's touch on that, because that's powerful right there. And you kind of went over a little bit of your morning ritual and stuff. What else do you do to feed that fire and belief in yourself? What other things... Um, Besides, I know reading and do some meditation in your vision board, which is awesome. We get to see right here. And uh, what, what other things uh, as far as um, mentors or conferences or what other stuff or, you know, what what is it that you do to help feed Yeah. That? So day by day, that, that was pretty much it. Um, however, I do have a coach and, um, you know, that's a weekly call. It's an hour long. And it's kind of, hey, um, here's what you said from a coach. Here's what you said you're, you're committed to. You're going to get done. Did it get done? And it's a, it's a yes or no. There's no story. There's no like, okay, cool story, bro. No, it's did it get done or not? And why did it not get done? And the only reason that something would not get done uh, would be because for some reason you were afraid to do it. So that's why it's a kind of a yes or no answer is because right. – Everything else is just a justification or excuse. Like, if it didn't get done, you know why it didn't get done. So, like, don't waste anybody's time with some cool story. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. So, um, so, it's a weekly check-in, and that helps. It's like bowling, you know what I mean? My coach is my bumper pads. Like, okay. there, there's room to kind of do it my way, figure it out. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's, it's the accountability aspect of it, like, to make sure it gets done. Uh, and then I do, uh, I, I go to conferences, you know, um, I'm going to Bob Proctor in, uh, in February in LA for two and a half day thing. Uh, I'll be going up to, uh, uh another part of Nor Northern California in September for a five day program. Um, it's called next 10. Like if you rate yourself on a scale of one to 10, one being poor, 10 being fantastic, uh, in every area of your life, spiritually, emotionally, physically, and uh, mental wealth liberty, uh, where are you at? Now, the goal is obviously to get to 10, and right. good on you if you get there, you know? So what's a 20 look like? Wow. You know what I mean? A 20, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's a mindset thing. It is thing. a mindset. It, it, <laughs> Everybody's it, 1 to 10. Well, it goes back to what you're saying about the guy that lost all this weight and then put it all back on again. Like, there is no finish line. Right. Now, I think you should have milestones or benchmarks along the way, but... You know, if your marriage is a 10, man, and it's rocking it, cool. Do you stop there? No, because what's going to happen? Decay. You get comfortable yes. and lazy. Like, what's the next 10 look like? So anyways, I'm going to that next 10. And my goal is uh, three programs this year. So I haven't okay. even found the third one yet, and that's okay. It'll it'll come to me. You know what right. I mean? 
because you're putting yourself out there. Yeah. You'll come across, you'll get an email, you'll see something, you know, somewhere or read something on it. And that's what I love is, like I said, I, man, I, I admire you, buddy, on the action stuff because it's so powerful. I mean, you're out there getting it done. You're, you're proof right now. Like I said, two years, you were an agent with a couple people to now having a new, brand new office, 20 people on your staff, looking to hire another 40 this year, open two more satellite. Come on, man. That's a, that's a doer. You're not going to sit back here just looking at your vision board. I mean, like we talk about all these things are powerful, but you know the key ingredient that's missing. And, and we both talk about it a little bit, and you know, I'd like to delve into it more with you some other time, but the law of attraction. And some people, well, that's all woo-woo stuff. And to me, it's not. You talked a little bit before about the desk being molecules and stuff. And my thing is we're all energy. Yeah. We're all connected to sure. Sure. to animals, to everything. We're all energy. So, I mean, we're all made of the same thing. It's omnipresent. So what you, it is, buddy. It is. And Biocentric Stuff is a good book on that. And we, we yeah. got a lot of good stuff we could share with each other. But you got to – the most people that failed with the secret is they didn't really talk about the action. And, and mm-hmm. it was mentioned some stuff in there, which I don't think they give enough credit to. But I think a lot of people glossed over and it was like, sit on your couch, look at your vision board, and it's going to happen. This stuff is powerful, but without you taking that action, you would have never – Got your your million dollar um you know tax exchange that you're going to be doing here from a yeah. seventeen thousand investment you wouldn't have had opened up this office that you have here without taking action putting yourself out there overcoming your fears going through your fears to get to what you want and putting yourself out there yeah. so I I commend you on it but I I, well, I I respect you and love you for it man thank you I appreciate that and and I want to hit on something about that so um. Okay, so two years ago, just me being a solo agent, I had a transaction coordinator and a lady that did all my marketing. And going from that to hiring 39 people wow. two years later. Now, there's 20 of us now, uh, so the other 19 just didn't work out. I, they were asked to leave. They decided to leave, whatever the case is. So hiring almost 40 people in two years, yeah, that is a lot of growth. It is. And to put a pin in that for a second, you know, you, you look at me from the outside and say, oh, man, you're systematized. You know, our mutual friend, how we met, Joe, he <laughs> yeah. did the same thing to his, his uncle. Oh, you got to check this guy out, man. He's all about systems and da 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 If you know me, I'm such a high D, like on a disc profile and so ADD that systems is like and, – and Justin Thor said don't go together. But I, I want to touch on, on why because I actually do have systems. Let, let me explain okay. that a little bit. So um, – I'm the kind of guy, like if I set a goal and a target, I don't do a lot of planning. Really? Yeah. Like maybe a little bit for about five minutes, but I just okay. go. And and I think that's one thing that sets me apart from a lot of people is because a lot of people need like a business plan. They need to know how it's all going to look. Throw that out the window. Just get in motion. I'll give you an example. Like we're talking law of attraction. I love the naysayers that say it's all hoo-hoo. Okay, so check this out. So I just made a decision that I was going to do this 1031 tax exchange, right? And um, uh, like yesterday, as a matter of fact, I was talking to my business partner. And um, I thought, okay, the very little information I know about 1031s is you've got to have a 1031 custodian. That's basically only going to manage this whole process. And you got to pay them a couple thousand dollars to do this. I'm like, well, I need a custodian then. 
and what came across my desk, my email today. A class on 1031 taught by the VP of the biggest 1031 exchange company in the greater Phoenix area. Wow. Like, how does that happen? Right. Right? But I just got into motion. I didn't say, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not going to look at any properties. I'm, that's that's getting the cart uh, in front of the horse. Let me first real, um, look at all the details about how this is going to work out. No, I still don't know how it's going to work out. And you know what, Brian? I really don't care. It's all gonna right. un- it's all gonna unfold in front of me as I move forward in action. So, so I'm not take I'm not saying um, uh, just blind faith and uh, uncalculated risk. But at the end of the day, like you got to put the pen down and you got to stand up, get off the couch, and just go get into action with that thing. Now, have you always had that that philosophy, or is that something that you've developed over time? Or I kind of always had a little bit of an inner knowing, but mm-hmm. what I've found is with all personal development out there, uh, and if you you watch the the videos, Gary Vaynerchuk, Grant Cardone, you know, you watch all these people that are that are producing huge things in their lives, and it's all the same thing, man. Like, just go, just move. Yeah. You don't need to know how it's all going to look. You know, when you act bold, it just things fall into place. They really do. I mean, I didn't know how I was going to hire four agents in the last two years. Or, excuse me, 40 agents. I, I didn't know how that was going to look. I just got into action. And as you start to accumulate success, what I've done is I've created systems around how I did it. So I didn't come up with a system and then work that system. I just got into action, had success, and go, oh, okay, here's how it's done. Now create a system to duplicate that. Yep. You see the difference? You know what? We could we could just sum it up all right there, but you just gave you know, we've talked about a lot of good stuff, but what you just told there, if people just you know, people say this over and over in seminars and podcasts, if you just did this one thing, but when I hear something profound like that, seriously, I love to stress it to people. Seriously. Listen to what Justin just said. If you would just take action and not worrying about the next step, not worrying about having it all planned out and stuff, you're going to learn. You're going to meet people along the way. It's going to work out. The problem with it is is we get so structured is it's got to happen this way. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't happen that way, oh, I failed or I didn't reach that goal. <laughs> well, no, it just didn't go out the way you planned it. So what? who cares if it came a week later from another source, you know? One thing kind of on this topic I'll throw out there is like a lot of people like like to give or do something nice for somebody. And my philosophy is, you know what? Go ahead and do that. But don't expect that to come back from that person. Mm-hmm. It'll come back to you from the universe some other way. But so many people get upset because they want it to come back from that person. And, like, they didn't appreciate that. They they kind of blew that off like it was nothing, that gift. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're missing the point. You're supposed to give freely and not expect it to come back from that person. It'll come back to you yeah, yeah. tenfold or more, but it doesn't have to come that way. But what you said, though, I mean, is so powerful. People will just take action, move forward through their fear. And like, you know, Tony Robbins talked about it. Some people are motivated towards things or away from things. So you have different ways and you got to work with what works for you. But you use a combination. You get your butt kicked by the fear of that big picture, which you don't want. But then when you take an action, you're seeing results, man. Now you're being pulled. 
Yeah. So you're not being kicked and pushed forward now. Now you're being pulled by that vision, by things happening. That and Now you're building that internal motivation. Nothing is external for you. The only external part is the results you're seeing from the action you're taking. But it's just a reflection of your internal, uh-huh. man. That's it's from what you're doing internally. You're getting the external results from it. But you're plowing through without – you don't need to have all the answers. It's like they say you're driving down the highway. You can only see as far as your headlights go, man. Beyond that, you don't know, but you trust. I'll go past that. Now the next feet, my headlights reach out a little bit further. I don't need to see that end result, and I don't have to have it come through this way. I just want to get that result. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like the Martin Luther King uh, quote. You don't need to see the whole staircase. Just take the first step. You know, the yes. other, the next one will unfold, and the next one. And everything you just said, Brian, was just spot on. You know, and um, now that I think about it, two people have, have said, what I said about just get into action, create the success, and then you'll be able to connect the dots going backwards. Yes. You know, if you've never done something before and you're setting out to accomplish X, you know, you, you can think and plan on, okay, well, here's the benchmarks on how to get there. Here's how I know I'm on track. But you really don't know until you actually arrive. And then you look in the rear mirror and connect the dots on how it happened. Bob Proctor says it with the law of vibration. Steve Jobs said it with Apple. Yes. You know what I mean? They connected the dots going backward. So stop with all of this. It's got to look like this. Uh, This is how it's going to uh, happen, you know, A, B, C, D. No. Focus on the intention. What do you intend to create and manifest? Get off your butt. Get into action and go do it. When you get there, when you when you arrive at <laughs> no, those benchmarks, right. you can look backwards and go, oh, here's exactly how it unfolded. Right. Now, that's my yeah, new that's process, my process to get to, to point B, my next point B. Right. Yeah, you learn from that and use that. And again, it may not work out like it did from A to B, from now going from B to C, may not work out from A to B. But what you learned along the way is going to help you to get there, and maybe it will work out that way. But then from C to D might change a little bit. Absolutely. But putting yourself out there, taking that action and not worrying about it's got to be this way, getting my ducks in a row. I love that when people say that, especially my kids. You know, you start talking to younger people, and it's like, so, you know, what are you going to do? You plan on getting married or you guys going to go have kids or whatever. Well, you know, we don't want to have kids until we're financially set. We got our degrees. I got a great job making you know what? It, it, it You'll never have kids, man, right. because you know how life, I mean, we, you talked about it, 14 years in real estate. I don't care, bud. You, you say, oh, it took me 14. It's impressive, man. You have to learn. You had to come from, you didn't know nothing. You talked about at the beginning how green you were. You didn't even know what a mortgage was, you know? <laughs> yeah. So you had to go through and learn and do that. So look at all the, the, the past experience and everything you learned in that 14 years. Now, buddy, you are just on fire, man. You're you're cutting stuff down because you put in the time in those 14 years in your mindset, in your study, going to seminars and working on yourself, working on your business. All that stuff now is, is making you rapid. If anybody would just meet you, you're like, wow, what would, oh yeah, I was an agent two years. Whoa, man, look at Justin overnight success. And you know, it is impressive, but you built on that. I mean, it, it it's all you, man. You had to, to do the action. You had to go find the coaches which I commend you on because a lot of people, oh, I don't know if I should get a coach or not, you know, and a lot of people hem and haw about that. And it's like, oh, that money or that investment. 
look at the return you're getting, oh, man. man. I mean, how, how much has your coach helped you in, in, in these last, I don't know, let's say in a year, what you've done that if you didn't have a coach, do you think maybe you wouldn't have achieved? I think my team would be half the size that it is today. And I would not be in this new 3,500 square foot office. I'd be stuck in my last office, which was only 1,200 square feet. Wow. So all this has transpired over the last six months. And I've had my coach for about nine months. So nine months, I've doubled my the size of my team. I've doubled my production. I'm in a bigger office. And I'm in this office now so that I can start my real estate brokerage. That was a okay. dream I had years ago. But I wasn't on pace to hit that. And the self-doubt comes in and you take right. that dream and you kind of shove it down. You know what I mean? And so my coach was able to pull out of me what is it that I wanted. And that accidentally fell out of my mouth again. I want my real estate brokerage. Well, guess what? That's why we oh, have okay. the 3,500 square feet. That's why it's set up with bullpens is because that's the next step. Everything's ready, right. ready, waiting to go. Once we got the name in place, it's a domino effect from there. The brokerage will be open in a matter of 45 days. And that's just waiting on LLC documents and Department of Real Estate. So, you know, something else I wanted to, to touch on with you, Brian, is that, you know, despite where I am today, I feel like I, compared to what I want to create, I've just started. Yes. And right. I'm all about, like, make your ceiling, which is glass, by the way, constantly make that your new floor. There you, you go. You know what I mean? Like, yep. you got to never be satisfied. Right. I'm not saying don't be grateful for what you got. Well, what I'm saying is don't be satisfied. You've always got to be reaching for that next thing. And along the way, one of the things you said was so critical. Watch your vocabulary. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's powerful. It is. That inner voice, like we talk to ourselves a lot. What are you saying? Mm -hmm. I'll give yeah. you an example. One of my agents just yesterday in front of the mastermind group, I just noticed that he's always saying try. I, I got to try and this. Huh. I got to try and that. I said, stop right there. Every time you say try, it's a buck. There you, know you go. I mean? Yeah. And, and I've only seen him for a total of like three hours over the last 24 hours. He's up to $6. You know what I mean? Wow. And it's, yeah. it, you know, I could have made it five bucks. I could have made 10 bucks. That's, that's not the point. The point is for no. him to, to remind him on what's that self-talk. Like, yes, becoming aware of it. Yeah, it's, it's you know, you got to listen to Master Yoda. Do or do not do. There is no try. Right. You know what I mean? So how much is he telling himself, I got to try, I got to try? No, man, just go do it. Because yep. who gets to decide? I get to decide. You get to decide. You can decide to do it or not to do it. There is no in-between. Yes. There's no grade. There's no try. Just go do it. Right. Yeah, you're either doing it or you're not. Yeah. Like you said you're either growing or you're decaying, man. There's no in between. Yeah. You're moving in one direction or not. But what you said there is so powerful too is decide, man. You need to make a decision that you're going to go ahead and do it. And that's the problem is people don't do that. They don't make that decision. They make it. I love how Tony Robbins talks about it. He goes, ah, I should do this. I should write a book or I should do that. And he goes, people just shit all yeah. over themselves. <laughs> I you love know? that, man. I love I it love because it. that's what they do. And then I was telling you about that, that young guy that, uh, Caleb Maddox, that's 14 years old. He, he said his was, uh, uh, against anti guns or something and his was gonna. He goes, I got rid of the vocabulary gonna. <laughs> and, he, and he talks, I was cracking up. He goes, yeah, I want to write a book by the time I'm 20. I'm going to write a book. I told my dad, dad, by 20, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to, then I sat in my room while I was 
11 years old. And I said, well, why am I going to wait till 20? Why don't I just write it now? And at 12 years old, he writes a book, gets it published for teens on becoming successful and his tips and stuff like that. And now he's rubbing elbows. Like I told you, he's going to be speaking on stage with Tony Robbins. He's, uh, partnered up with, uh, I think it was Kevin Harrington or one of them from the Shark Tank and stuff like that. He's been on Gary Vaynerchuk's podcast and all this stuff. The kid's 14 now. Mm -hmm. And I told you, I'm going to send you that clip and I'll link it up in the show notes. Everything we talk about in here, we'll have links to show notes and everything and and stuff to, to get a hold of Justin too. Um, but uh, uh, I'm there when he's talking to, he's 14 years old talking to a group of all state of insurance agents that are, you know, What's the average? I don't know. They're usually a, a, you know, someone that's been around for a bit, forties, fifties or something like that. And here's this 14 year old kid up there telling him about success, how to take action, how to achieve it. And this guy's just on fire, bud. He just didn't slow down. It didn't look like he had any, I don't know if he even took a breath, man. He's just on that stage, just going all over. But he said, gun on. And you look at that. And like you said, look at the ceiling. This kid's all 14 now, (laughs) you know, and people are like, what is it? And obviously he's not a typical kid because he was reading books when he was young and he was probably raised that way where me and you, we didn't have that upbringing. So we kind of got into it later and, and had to develop it ourselves. So this guy's got a, a great start, but he's helped so many kids. He's even helped kids with, um, on suicide and stuff mm. too. So, I mean, he's done some powerful things with it. So he's using that, but the guy took action. You know, like you said, he made his ceiling his floor, man. Okay, 20-year-old ceiling is I'm going to write a book. No, no, that's the floor, dude. I've already achieved that. I'm a bestseller now, yeah. and now I'm rubbing elbows with these big people and making a difference, you know? And that's, you know, what you're doing. You're putting yourself yeah. out there to do that. You know, I, I guess we can – you can basically sum up our entire conversation today with one simple sentence. Thoughts are things. Yes, they really are. Uh, Proctor book. Have you yeah. read that one? I've got it. I got to go through yeah. it. Still, I mean, but, yeah. take anything. Take take this water bottle. You know, it didn't just appear, right? It was a right. thought in someone's mind, and now we can hold it here in our hands. It's the same thing. But let me ask you, Justin, how come that thought's a thing now? Somebody took action. Exactly. So like we talked about, I mean, there's, there's simple rules and stuff. And if people would follow them and there's different strategies, obviously you thankfully think I appreciate you sharing with the audience, you know, your morning rituals and things like that, because some people don't have a groundwork or it's new to them. And they're like, well, where do I start? Well, Hey, Justin just gave you a great example of what he does. You don't have to do it, but it's a framework. If you don't have a morning ritual, try Justin, see if that works for you. Tweak it, change things, implement it. Maybe his will work fine for you, but you have a track to go on to get going and doing these things because you need to implement them daily. You know how it is. Yeah. It's, you got to consistently do it. It's a consistent action. It's not going to the gym for a month and you're done. It's a, it's the consistent things. Um, let me talk with it and we'll, we'll start wrapping up here in a bit, but I want to talk to you about one thing. And this is something that I've kind of focused on that I find true with myself. And I want to see with you um, about doing and achieving things. Obviously you need to create behaviors. Your behaviors are going to mm-hmm. create those, those results and stuff. I read a book and it really resonated. It was talking about making changes, but it was all small habits. Mm-hmm. And they said, start with something just ridiculous, like for exercise, Make it something that you could do and 
it would be something that you'd be able to complete. So, for example, every day I'm going to do two push-ups. Mm. Now, whether I'm sick, I'm traveling, whatever it is, if it's 1130 at night and I hopped in bed and I'm there, ah, oh, this feels good. Wait, I didn't do my push-ups. I can get out of bed and I can do two. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What's that? But you know what? When I'm down there, well, I might whip out 10 now because I'm feeling good. So you can always go above on it. But those small things, it's something that you can do daily that you're going to form that habit that's going to eventually become a behavior that's going to help you achieve those targets that we talked about and goals and things that you want to get. So what are your thoughts on it? I mean, do you, have you tried chunking stuff down to like – I mean, that's ridiculous. Two push-ups is nothing. But yet it gets you into that daily habit. Like I said, you're down there. All right, now it's 20 or it's during the day and I'm feeling good. So now I'm going to try and max out or something. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God, but yeah. it's creating that. Did I hit a, hit a chord with you oh, there, bud? Oh, so much, so much. So um, <laughs> I think that's beautiful. <laughs> and, and I hope that people that listen to this really understand the power of what you just said. So let me give you an example for me. So yes. – um, over the last probably three months, I've dropped 13 pounds. Yeah, Fantastic, so I weighed man. 243. I'm down to 230. And so what I did was I started running in the morning in my exercise. Okay. So what I did was um, I had this route I would run, and to go a full circle was 0.7 miles. Okay. Okay. So when I started running, I couldn't even run a quarter of the the lap. So the lap was kind of like rectangular. Okay. I would run a quarter of one of those laps and I would be winded and I'd have to walk a little bit and then run and then walk and then run and then walk. Okay. This is like three months ago. Well, was two, two weekends ago on Saturday morning. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go out and run. I wasn't stressed for time and nothing like that. So I went right. a totally different route to my community and, uh, I was going to turn around and come back cause I knew that that was a mile and I okay. could turn around and run back. That's two miles that I can run without stopping now. Yeah. But check this out. So, I got to the halfway point, and again, Saturday morning, sun was just coming up, quiet. I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of feeling good. I'm going to make a right-hand turn. I've never been this way. So I ran around my entire community. Now, I'm going to back up a little bit and stop there. When I started running, I was seeing things on Facebook, like people running a 5K, a 10K, and I'm like, man, you know, I'm so heavy. Do you know how much effort it takes to push 243 pounds a mile? (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Without any cool to run a 5K. Okay, so check this out. So three months later, just two weeks ago, uh-huh. I make that right-hand turn at the halfway mark. Instead of turning around and running back, I ran around my community. And I ran home, and you know what? Yeah, I was kind of tired, and it burned a little bit, but I was good. You know what yeah. I mean? I wasn't, like, hacking my lungs out or, or puking or nothing like that, right? <laughs> you didn't sleep for the next five days. <laughs> yeah, right. and, and so immediately, I went inside the house. I got my car keys, and then I reset the, you know, the trip meter on my car, and I drove around. And guess what? I kid you not, man. It still makes my hair stand up 3.1 miles. Really? You know what that is? I Googled it. That's 5K. Is yeah. it really? I always wondered that. I'm not good with that yeah. 5K metric, 10K, yeah, but right? how many miles like, that is. I ran a 5K and didn't oh. even know it. Wow. In three months. Three months. So, but look where I started. You know, like, I remember the first time I, I ran that original little um, rectangle, that, that route. Man, it, it started with not even being able to go a quarter of that route. You know what I mean? I don't... To right. take 0.7 miles, divide that by four. Like I couldn't even run that. So three wow. months later, I ran a 5K without stopping. 
Really? Okay. You know what I mean? and, and like, hey, there's people yeah. out there like, are you kidding me? I can run 10 miles while I'm breaking a sweat. But, yeah, you know, but, you know, but just to show you like that, that daily habit, daily habit. Right. So yeah, powerful. over a short amount of time, what can it create? But it starts with action. Yes. That's it. You went out and you did it. And then you built on it. You built your stamina, but you could consistently. You would have never got to there if you if you did it randomly. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I ran twice this week, and then I took two weeks off, and then I ran a day there, and then I oh, but that day I did four, whatever. No, it's that consistent, you know. And that's the key that I think people miss is that they don't realize that these small little things that you do daily is so much more powerful than if you were to go through and did it randomly. Yeah. You know, like for example, someone. uh Okay, someone wants to write a book or something. How many people have talked about that and you've heard that? Yeah, I want to write a book. Oh, I started. You did great. How? Yeah, I've been writing it for five years. Five years you've been writing a book? You know, if if you were to sit down and focus on that one book and just write daily, you would have that thing finished in no time if you just consistently did a page a day or something instead of looking at that big picture. And um, I know someone talked about, one of those things too, where like with projects, you know, it's like, okay, I got three projects. And I'm going to work on this one and this one and this one. Well, you got part of that one done and part of this one done. If you would have just focused on that one project and got it done, got it working for you. For example, you talked to, uh, you shared about your system for the phone calls, 100K systems in automated. Boom, done. Now, if Justin's on there saying, okay, I got to get a phone system. I got to get this and I got to get that. Okay, they're all part way done. One's a little bit further than the other, but there's no 100K coming in. <laughs> and Justin's still working on three projects, you know? Yeah. Or you think, well, but I only got one done. Yeah, but it's 100K done. And that thing's working for me now. I can move on to the next project instead of being in. And, and we got the same thing. I'm a Gemini, so I don't know. I've probably got the ADHD too. <laughs> and I'm going to share with you too, and I'll put it in the show notes on here, but there's a a guy that talked about that, which I'll share. It's a, a a link on it where he's got a free downloadable book where he talks about entrepreneurs. They basically have that. And in school, they're taught that's bad. You're not good. You're a dummy and all this stuff. No, they're very creative. They have this energy in school does not fit yeah, no. their mold and stuff. So it's nothing wrong with them. And he always thought something was wrong with him. And now this guy's another one, a great speaker and and He's powerful. Also, I'll share awesome. that with Thank you later you. after, and I'll put it in the show notes here for people who can read it. So Very you're cool. not broken, bud. It's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a gift, man. You just got to know how to harness that energy and focus yeah. it. So focus. I know that's funny. ADHD focus, but you know what I mean <laughs> to guide it or or have people that that help you with those areas. Yeah, but you, you know, know what? It, it's a small daily focus. You know what I mean? And I use trigger devices. You know, like. Okay, would well, you share, like what? Give me an example. Okay, so, well, the vision board's one, for example. Okay, right. Um, how I was brought up, very scarcity mentality. Like, there's never enough. You know what I mean? There's, there's not enough right. money for that. No, you can't have that. There's not enough money. No, we can't go on that trip. That costs too much. That kind yeah. of thing, right? So, um, my watch, for example, is a trigger. You know? Uh, okay. If you look at my vision boards going back for years and years and years, there's a Rolex on yeah. there. Right. And now this, this vision board is a different Rolex now. It's the one you're seeing there. But the one on my wrist right here, <laughs> this Rolex, it's nice. been on my vision board every single year. And okay. I've had times where I flipped the property. I could have went and bought it cash and not bad at yeah. an eye. But why didn't I? You know what I mean? It's like, right. oh, no, I didn't deserve it. I don't, you know, if I spend that money, then I don't have it to reinvest and all this kind of stuff, right? Well, coach was one day, it's like, why don't you just go buy the damn thing? 
Well, because you know, I, I got I got plenty of other things to do with ninety three hundred dollars. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> like I can do other things with that money. And he really encouraged me. No, go buy it. And I think it's one of the greatest things I ever did for myself because not so that I can say I have a Rolex, but every time I look at that, I think of the abundance. Yes. For me, it's a trigger. Of, it reminds me that I am abundance. Right. Now, I'm not saying you got to go buy something real expensive to do that, but having trigger devices set up, you know, it's crazy. Go home and look at your, your environment that you frequent the most and look at the things that are in there. They're actually triggers. Yeah. You know, you go on vacation, right. then you buy certain things. Those are triggers. So yeah. how can you set up certain triggers in the areas that you frequent the most? I, I think they're powerful. You know, oh, absolutely. Because any time that scarcity mentality comes in, we're like, no, 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 I don't want to buy that because, you know, uh, then that's so much less money I'm going to have. Or, or the right. fear of not having enough money pops in when I wanted to go take that next big step. I just got to look at my watch, man, and it's a reminder that right. I am abundance. And you know one thing you touched on, too, that I think is a huge psychological thing that a lot of people don't, and you mentioned it briefly, and I don't know how ingrained it was or stuff, but do I deserve this watch? <laughs> so many people don't feel worthy of it. I mean, it's so funny how you can sit and talk to somebody, and someone could say, yeah, I don't know if I should buy that. I don't know if I deserve it. And you're pumping them up. Justin, man, you're worth it, bud. You you see the value in other people, but I don't know if it's we're so close to ourselves that we're it's so hard to to see the own value, or the society raises it that oh, that's more egocentric. You're you're thinking of yourself, where you know. It, and again, we're there's words on there. You know how you word stuff on yeah. there. You're not being ego. You need to feel worthy. And, and one thing that I heard from our buddy Bob Proctor, which is so powerful, bud. He said. So many people will sit down and write a goal. Let's say, for example, of you. Okay, 40 agents, 2017, two more satellite offices, three offices here, man, and X number of sales, whatever it is, right? <sighs> Am I worthy of that goal? You know, that's like, oh, that's tough. Bob says, no, when you write a goal out, you look at that goal and you say, is that goal worthy of me Yeah. and my time? Is that the time and effort that I'm going to put into it or take away from my family to, to pursue that? Is that worthy of me? And I thought, wow, what a talk about paradigms. How he talks about with shift is, yeah, when you do stuff, think about instead of am I worthy to have that or whatever? No, we're all worthy. Life is abundant and you, you got great things with the triggers. I think is powerful. One thing I heard is simple is, is go to the bank, get a crisp hundred dollar bill and put it in your wallet. And when you go out somewhere and you see something like, oh, that's 79 bucks, you get that $100 in your wallet. You don't have to spend it, but yet you know that I could buy that 79 or 89 just off a whim because I got a $100 sitting in there. And it just gives you that abundance mentality, you oh, know, for sure. Carry it. So if you don't want to do uh, Justin's 10 grand <laughs> Rolex and you start now, yeah. $100 from the bank yeah. no, I, and carry it around with you. I think what you just said is fantastic. You can accomplish the same thing and not have to buy something expensive. I know for me personally, when I reach in my pocket and I've got cash, you know, I just feel like I got money. Right. You know, and it can be a hundred bucks. I, I know guys that carry around $3,000 cash from Valentine's. Like oh. I, that's not me, but right. um, I'd be afraid to lose it. See, that's my scarcity. <laughs> but I mean, like, I, I right. don't deal with this stuff. It's how well do you yes. cope and manage with it, you know? So, uh, but yeah, absolutely. Carrying a $100 bill, man. Just, yeah. I, you know it's there. 
And if you need a reminder, you pull it out. You know? That's right. So. Get it all in ones if you want your wallet to be fat. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah, man, look at what I can buy here. Yeah, you know? like, what are you doing with all those ones? Oh, I know what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, where are you going to? <laughs> what clubs are you going to get out of? Where are you going later? Yeah. <laughs> so. Let me ask you, let me ask you a, a quick question here on this. Um, and it, based on mindset, when you talked about your coach that you got, the big difference in the, the growth and the things that you've accomplished with it, obviously it's you. What would you say the biggest thing your coach did mentally for you? Whether it's a technique, a mind shift, what, what do you think you got the biggest out of him that helped you to, to take it to this next level that you're at right now? To make your ceiling your floor of what was before your ceiling now is your floor at this point. I think that's a, that's an actual question. I'd have to go back to the accountability. It's, he was able to draw out of me what is it that I really wanted, what was my purpose, and then, okay, Justin, what are you willing to do to get it? And whatever fell out of my mouth is what he held me accountable to. So it wasn't a coach in the sense of, okay, so this is what you want to accomplish, Justin? All right, now you're going to need to do X, Y, and Z. No. He let that, what I was going to commit to fall out of my mouth because then it was true choice. I bought into that plan of action because I said I was going to do it. Right. See the difference there? So, oh, yeah. And it was easy, and it is easy for him to hold me accountable to what I said I wanted to do versus he gives me three things to go get done, and if I don't yeah. do it, well, then, hey, coach, I never really said that's what I wanted to do. You know, that's a natural exit. Yeah. Right? It's so, true, right? So, now, I may ask him for ideas and whatever, but at the end of the day, I've got to come up with one, two, three. What am I going to do? That Those steps? Because then it's true choice. I said I was going to do it. Not you told me what to do, and okay, I'll go do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's – and again, there's a powerful distinction there, just flipping it. It's not what my coach told me to do ABC. It's Justin said, I'm going to do ABC, and – Justin, you do it. What's your story? Tony Robbins talks about that. What is your story? We all have a story, and most of the time, it's a story that's holding us back from what we can achieve. You know, it's I'm too overweight. I'm old. I'm too young. I'm not smart enough. I didn't go to college or whatever it is. I don't know anything about real estate. How can, you know? You know, whatever that story is, and if people would make it a powerful story. And change that because, like we've talked about, you're the creator, bud. Yeah. You're the creator of your life. You don't – there's people out here, I'm sure, that are saying, oh, the economy's still tough in real estate. No, it looks like Justin's saying, hey, this is my reality. I'm not buying into what the news says, the media, whatever the West Valley stigma is for real Whatever it is, you're moving with your plan and creating that reality by taking action, having the proper mindset, and going out there and saying, these are the things I'm going to achieve. And I'm going to take action and deviate where I need to or adapt what I need to because I don't have it all planned out. I don't know the answers, but I'm putting myself out there because I know the universe is going to react and respond to that, man. It's abundant. It it cannot help but do that. But if I'm sitting here worrying about it or listening to what other people say, then it's not Justin's ABCs that he told the coach. It's the coach telling or the society or the news media telling Justin's ABCs, you know? Yeah. You know, I like to take um, um, concepts like that to the ridiculous and give an analogy. So I got one for that. It's like fishing. fishing. Okay. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. when I was a kid, 
this guy that was kind of like my father figure taught me how to fish. And there'd be times where I'd be messing around with my tackle or whatever, and he'd always say, you know, you can't catch a fish if your line's on the water. <laughs> Damn it. He's right. Okay. So you got to get your line in the water. You know what I mean? But right. a lot of times, uh, like when I was fishing, my reel would get all knotted up and stuff, and I'd be picking it out and, and upset and whatever. And he'd, he'd turn around knowing that I was upset and say, you can't catch a fish if your line's on the water. Like, get over your BS, get your problem <laughs> fixed, and get your line right. back in the water. So it's like what you're saying. you got to put yourself out there. you got to put your line in the water. Yet, what a lot of people are doing is they're sitting on the shore with their rod and reel in their hand, their tackle, and going, well, gee, if I, if I cast this, what if I get hung up on a rock and I lose my lure? Well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> you're going to catch a fish, damn it. you got to put right. the lure in the water. Like, cast. Cast. You gotta put yourself out there. So, you know, and and while you're at it, who said you only need one line in the water? You know what I mean? Right? Like, I, I, I don't watch a lot of TV. I really don't. But one show that I do watch is Wicked Tuna. And I love that show. It's a perfect analogy for, I have not seen that. For realtors. Okay, so, these guys are, uh, bluefin tuna fishermen. So they go out there every day and they're trying to catch these tuna. These tuna are worth anywhere from like 2500 to like $10,000. They get paid uh, X amount per pound depending on the quality of the fish. Well, yeah. They've got like six rods in the water. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. And and the cool thing about it is just because you hook a tuna doesn't mean you're reeling it in. You know, exactly. There's a whole yes. fight. There's a finesse that goes along with it. Right. Like you got to get that thing in the boat before you get a paycheck. Yes. It's over till it's over. <laughs> right. There's no guarantee, man. Yeah. You bid on that line, but. Who knows what could happen between there yeah. and you reeling in. So not only do you got to put your line in the water, but you got to go fishing every day. Yes. Your daily habits. Your daily but. habits. It goes right back to that. Yeah. Daily habits, small daily wins add up. I think you got a book in you right there. Put your fish, your, your line, put your, what? Put your line in the water, man. <laughs> hey, Seriously, you know, that's a, you know, analogies, and that's what I love about them because they're so powerful. It, it takes the abstract or whatever, and it, it just, it gives you a vision. It gives you a picture or whatever you create in there, and it's another, it's a trigger. That story, people are going to remember. Get my, my line in the water to catch the fish. Wait, who says I need to have just one line? I could have six lines. I could have ten lines. Yeah. But, you know, and it's like I always talk about it, and I like to go through the ridiculous, too, when people do that. Like, well, what if this? and What if that? So I'll do this, like, to my kids. I'll, I'll go off on a tangent. They'll say, well, what about this? What about that? And I'll go, man, but what if I won the lottery tomorrow? And what what if I, I, I was able to buy that Rolex? And what if I – and I say all what if good things, you know? And they just, like, look at me. But – Everybody, what ifs the bad stuff? What if this happens? What if that? It always can happen. Yeah. I mean, there's always a possibility of it, but you're not going to go and wait for stuff to be perfect or, or you're not going to do anything if you're what ifing all the negative stuff, you know? Yep. So it goes with that focus, man. You got to focus on what you want, not what you don't want. And that's one thing that to me was a trigger. Focus on what you want, not what you don't want. Everybody will say, okay, here's my goal, and then they're focused on, but I don't have uh, the context. I don't have... Yeah, well, You just it. took your eye off what you wanted. Now you're focusing on what you don't have. So what are you wasting your time doing that when out here is where you want to be and you need to change your focus and be looking that direction? Yeah. yeah. You know? A lot of people hang out in the, well, here's why it won't work. Why don't you just shift that into, here's why it will work. Yeah, right. and so it's 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 the same amount of effort. 
just switching exactly. around. You know? Yes. So. And that's the thing. I mean, when you start looking at some of the principles, they're, they're, and this is what I love, is I, I want things simple. So when I teach something or share something, I want to break it down where it's simple. It's not the 89 steps to do no. this or 100 ways to do this. No, here's five simple steps. Now, within those, yeah, there's going to be strategies. There's going to be other little things you need to add to it, behaviors, rituals, um, things you're going to need to do consistently. But the five core, if you could focus on those, like I shared earlier or something like that, simple steps on there, simple things. That's what's going to help people take action. When it's too complicated, you know, I do a lot of like online buying courses and stuff. And this guy will have this sales page and it's like, I'm going to show you how to do Facebook marketing. I got 25 videos in there and I got, well, no one's going to go through 25 videos. I don't need to see all that, you know, break it down, make it short, make it something that I can go through. I can learn and then implement and not have to go through 25 hours and then take action because I don't have a, the whole picture, yep. but it took me 25 yep. hours with maybe fluff and stuff in there that didn't need to be, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, keep it simple. What what can you do? Here's the principles because they're pretty much the same. You know, we learned it, we shared it. But what I like about what the, the podcast here is I hope I bring a different perspective or maybe someone hears it differently from me or mm-hmm. something I said, share it. And that's like with you. I knew, I mean, just talking with you, I was like, I got to have Justin on, man. The dude's got great. I mean, the mindset's perfect for the show. I mean, because I see you putting on your Facebook uh, videos and stuff. You're inspiring your team, and and you're inspiring me just listening to it. I'm not part of your team, but the stuff that you're sharing is like, ah, yeah, it makes me think, and it keeps me into that daily mode and stuff. So I thank you for that. I mean, I appreciate seeing that stuff, too, as being a friend of yours on Facebook. I get to, you know, benefit from that as well. Absolutely. Now let's start to wrap up. We're over an hour and a half already. Man. I can probably talk to you. We keep going, but uh, l- let me kind of last kind of like question and stuff. What would you say or want to share as kind of like a final word of wisdom? I know we talked about a lot of stuff. It could be something we already talked about, but share something with the audience. Like this, give me like a simple like steps or word or, Something that they should take away from this that's going to help them go into action. It doesn't have to be anything super fancy, but just what would you say to someone that's like, ah, all right, how do I get through that fear and how do I do what Justin's doing, putting himself out there? Yeah, sure. No, that, that's a fantastic question. I guess um, my answer to that is a summary of everything we kind of discussed. And first and foremost, just like my coach did with with me is, you got to be honest with yourself on what is that dream? What is it that I really want? And be brave enough to own that, to acknowledge it, that yes, that is what I want. And there's nothing wrong with it. And then stop with the analysis paralysis and stop with the, well, it won't work because of this or it won't work because of that. No, 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 no. Why would it work? What value is that to other people? And just go do one thing today towards it. And then tomorrow, dedicate 10 minutes. Just 10 minutes to do one more thing towards it. And then just commit every single day, Monday through Sunday, I'm going to do something towards it. And pretty soon, you're going to build momentum. Now, you can obviously put towards more than 10 minutes per day. However, what I'm saying is just stay in action. It will build on itself. You will build momentum. It'll start to unfold. And pretty soon, before you know it, 
you're finding pieces of the puzzle that you need just falling into your lap because you're moving forward. So I would say just get into action. No matter how small, it'll perpetuate. And um, you're worth it, man. You are. Gee, yes. You know what I mean? Uh, even if you don't believe it right now today, borrow my faith. You're worth it. Yeah. Just, just move. Awesome. I love it. Succinct, like I said, simple. Something that you can follow and take action on and stuff. Now, like I said, most of my listeners are more online marketers and stuff, but there may be people on here that do have a real estate license. Maybe they always wanted to get into real estate. Um, we get people from all over, but maybe locally. And I know you're looking to go not just in Arizona and stuff, but with your stuff with mindset and stuff, if someone wanted to reach out or maybe learn more about what you're sharing with your team and stuff, if they wanted to do that, what would be a good way that they could get in touch with you, whether email, social media stuff? Oh, or- man, that, that'd be great. That'd be fantastic. I mean, I, I think the best way for all of us to win is to collaborate with each other. So, yes. yeah, it, it doesn't have to be real estate related. It could be just like what we're doing right here, you know, having a conversation. Right. So yes. I, I'm totally open to that. Um, there is no best way to get a hold of me. Call me on my cell. 602-348-8534. Text me. Oh, you don't want me to edit that out? That's good to no, have that no. number? Yeah, seriously, go okay. for it. Um, eat, okay, repeat it one more yeah. time again, slow. 602-348-8534. Text me. Email me. Justin at the com. Find me on Facebook. Just Google me. You'll find me. You know what I mean? Justin Thorstad. Yes. Um, yeah, reach out. No, totally open to that. And, um, you know, I, I think that's how we all win. Givers gain. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's why I love so much what you're doing, Brian. I mean, you're putting out this content, man. Givers gain. Going back to that whole abundance thing. What I do is usually, you can see right now. Um, so that's what I'm saying usually. Usually I have a couple twenties on me. That's another thing to, for, that I do for myself to work on my abundance mentality. And when I see a homeless person with a little sign, I whip out a $20 bill, man. Give it away. Nice. Yes. Because what that communicates to me is I have enough. In fact, I have more than enough. I have so much more that I'm going to give you a $20 bill. That's no, 20 bucks. You know what I mean? It's right. not going to break the bank. Yes. But it's a $20 bill. What does that do for that person? I'm going back to what you said, Brian. Like, give and not expect to receive back from that person. That person's not going to pay me back. I'm not looking for that. You know, it's not a loan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving for my reasons, and maybe that person needs to receive. You know what I mean? Right. So I think it's putting it out there to the universe. So um, not sure where I was going with that. But, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Giving the content out there. You know what I mean? I think that's so cool. Yeah. It, givers gain. You got to give to receive. And it's how we all win. You know what I mean? What's helped me with my success is just hearing or learning these one or two little subtle shifts in my ma- my mindset that's made all the difference. So, um, yeah, open it up and people can contact me however they want. And uh, let's go. Awesome. Well, we'll have all that in the show notes and stuff so people can get all the, uh, cool. Justin, I got to say, bud, I appreciate it, man. This has uh, been awesome. Like I said, we don't get enough time to get together and hopefully we can set that as a goal for 
these upcoming years because I love talking with you. Whether we're in a group with Uncle Joe or <laughs> whatever we get out and just, but I mean, just going to lunch with your daughter and your daughter was talkative and that's, it's what it's all about, man. Like you said, sharing these ideas and sharing stuff and getting it out there. Cause you know, we're all in it together. You know, yeah. we, no one wins by themselves. It's, it's mm-hmm. a team sport out there, man. <laughs> you got the Thorstad team, you know, cause it's a team, you know, and look at how much more success you got with your team than you on your own, you know, and how many other people you're making success. And that's what I like is you're sharing your knowledge and training. And that's why I think people listening to this can still get a lot of benefit from you, even if they're not interested in real estate, just the mindset stuff. I want to share people to them and expose them to other people, not just listen to me all the time, you know, because I've got a viewpoint. I got things that I hope bring value, but you got a lot of stuff that can bring value to people. So I want to introduce people to other people out there that that has a growth mindset and, you know, can provide value to my listeners. So you know, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, Justin, I'm going to go ahead and have your information uh, linked up into the show notes so they can reach out to you. That'd be awesome. Hey, bud, once again, I really appreciate you coming on. This has been awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. Yes. And I'm definitely going to, we're going to have to have you back on the show at a later date, bud. That'd be great. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really and truly appreciate it. And if you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more about developing a strong, successful mindset, then go ahead and subscribe by clicking the I'm in button below this podcast. Each week, I try to deliver great content that you can learn and apply immediately to help develop a better mindset so you can build a great online business and hopefully a better life. So if you like what we're trying to do here at The Marketer's Mindset, then help us spread the message and give us a rating and review on iTunes so we can help more online marketers. Lastly, I want to hear from you. So if you have a topic you'd like us to discuss or an online marketer that you would like us to interview, then send me an email to brian at themarketersmindset.com. Thanks again. I love you guys. And until next week, take care, and I wish you a brilliant life.